Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines and buckle up for another thrilling episode of our podcast, Retro Life for You, Movies of the 1980s. Today, we're diving headfirst into the action-packed world of the 1984 film Tank, starring the legendary James Garner. Join me as we navigate the dusty roads of rural America, where Sergeant Major Zach Carey, played by Garner, takes us on a wild ride filled with heart-pounding chases, humorous antics, and unexpected twists. So grab your popcorn and fuel up your tanks. Let's roll out to the world of tank. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Retro Life for You, movies of the 1980s. I'm your host, Chris Adams, and sitting with me, the co-host with the most, Mr. Travis Rollins. You know, I sometimes wonder, am I I co-hosting with Travis Rollins, or is it just Fat Albert? Uh, Because, I mean, (laughs) you, you stole the Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what you know. Well, we borrowed it. I'm sorry. I have been doing that pretty often here lately, haven't I? <laughs> well, we borrowed it. If, in case, in case Bill listened in prison and he sees mad because we took his stuff. Oh, he, he got out. Borrowed. He didn't see the little, the little oh. look he gave. Remember, he did the little oh. shimmy when he got out. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm sorry, man. I didn't know. Wow. Oh, we just borrowed yeah. it, though, Bill. We, we just <laughs> we ain't making nothing off of it. Don't worry about it. That's right. That's right. Anyway. Uh, how you been, man? How's it been going this week? Man, crazy, crazy. We uh, walked into walked into a uh, uh, a fair bit of work, a fair uh, a fair many projects at work, and everything's always hot. Got to have it right now. And then um, Tasha and I was quasi celebrated Valentine's Day this weekend with a little. We went to uh, some place that we never get to go. Uh, everyone, if you've never been, there's even a movie about the place. Well, sort of about the place, but Schlotsky's Deli, huh, the original. Get the deluxe. It's got double meat. There's not a sandwich out there that's any better. The original. And, and then uh, we, we did that, and we, we did a little, uh, not thrift store. What, what would you call a department store like Marshall's or something? You know what I mean? Where they sell like a regulars and discounted and off. You know me. I I just call them a discount stores. All I call them. Yeah. I mean. So we hit a we hit up a couple of discount stores, and we went to a, a a soap shop where you can go make your own soap, like for a, a date night or like a women's night or something, and got a bath bomb that like made the entire house smell. My son loves bath bombs, but that's all leading up to today was my daughter's ring ceremony at PC. So that was we went and did that today. That was pretty awesome. So I, I was really proud of her for that, and uh, and then I got to come home and. Uh, we went out to a, we found us a, an Italian and Greek combination restaurant after that and went out there and got really full. And then I came down, I came back home and changed my plans of watching this movie that we're going to review uh, in the, on the projector to laying on the couch and watching it on the, <laughs> on the big screen. Laying in comfort and style. That's what you did. Yeah. That's what you did. Uh, let me tell you what I did this week. Yes, I would like to Not know. a, not a darn thing, <laughs> man. I, I lead the I, I lead the life of a single man. Well, you know, I go to work, I come mm-hmm. home, I do nothing. I go to sleep, I get up, I do nothing. I go back to work again. I rinse and repeat. 
Uh, you're his, to play in WoW or something. I mean, there's no fancy restaurants, you know, that I went to or anything this week. I had yeah. seen no ceremonies. I, I, I seen nothing. You know, yeah, so. I used to do a lot when during the the small stints that I was single. Because uh, I got I got you know what I mean. I've been in long term relationships a lot in my life, but you know through those few breakups. But even during and even today, sometimes. I do what I like to call master dating. I don't know how many men out here master date, but I like to go master dating sometimes. And that's when I take myself out to dinner in a movie. Just go by myself. Yeah. Yes. Just enjoy my quiet, peaceful dinner alone and you go watch me a cool yourself, movie right? alone. Yeah. I just treated myself alone. That's how you master date. <laughs> For more dating tips, reach out to Travis Rollins at. There we go. Retro life for you at gmail.com and I'll pass it on his way. <laughs> it's marvelous. marvelous. But you know, sometimes sitting at the house, sitting at the house and quiet, uh, that's marvelous sometimes too. Yeah, yes, it is. It definitely can be. Oh, oh my gosh. This movie this week, we're doing the movie Tank from 19. Did you rewatch it this weekend? I you know, I watched it last weekend, and today I sat down to watch it today. But for some reason, where I was watching it at kept buffering on me, and I couldn't get it to go through all the way. I went um, ahead and I thought about I, I thought about just buying it on Voodoo where I could have it, but mm-hmm. I I didn't. I'm going to go back and buy it. I think though, just because so I question, really I really like the movie. Okay, so question for you before we get too far into it: uh, How much is it to purchase on Voodoo? Uh, Fifteen, I believe. Okay, because I thought it was strange on on Amazon Prime. I don't use Voodoo very often. On Amazon Prime, it was three dollars, three and a half dollars to rent it for forty eight hours, or yeah. is sixteen dollars to purchase it? Yeah, I thought yes, dollars was a little high, especially for a five dollar. Usually, if it's going to be fifteen to twenty dollars, it's between five and seven dollar rental. Well, there, I haven't paid fifteen for this one yet because Voodoo has sales quite often where the eighties movies will get tossed in there, mm-hmm. and a lot of them will get marked down. Some of them don't. Uh, surprisingly, some of them do not ever yeah. hit that markdown. And I'll go ahead and give it and buy them anyway. But uh, this one, how do you not feel about done. how do you feel about digital purchases and rentals? My wife has been complaining about that. She she'd rather have the DVD. You know. I, I understand wanting the DVD. You're talking to somebody that built a 20-year DVD collection between movies and TV series. Uh, I invested a lot of money in that over the years. Yeah. Um, I had over, yeah. at one point, I had over 1,500 VHS tapes, but my meth addiction got me out of that col- uh, colossal money loss real quick. It can. <laughs> yeah, it can happen. You got you like you know, 50 cents a DVD just to get what I want, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I traded those out for drugs just right before the DVDs hit. So I feel like, I, you know, that was a. <laughs> uh, you might have got a better deal. Like out I played of it. The, uh, yeah, like I played the stock market well on that one because then I, <laughs> I built up a huge DVD collection afterwards after I got cleaned but, up. <laughs> but hold on now. Hold on. Some of the VHS tapes out there are hauled in some pretty good cash, too. So I don't know. You might you not are have made out too well on some of them. You are correct about that. Uh, as far as the, the the DVDs go, I love DVDs. Uh, I mean, we're not uh, we're not promoting doing any kind of uh, illegal drugs either, children. Oh, no, we are not. Matter of fact, Travis will be the first one to tell you his great story of not being on it, and he's more proud of that than the others. One thousand percent. We're just being silly. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. well, silly is what we do. Uh, right. 
But you, you mentioned the, the, the collections and stuff like that or buying the DVDs. I had a 20-year collection that I lost just that fast. Right. You know, I, it took me 20 years to collect it. It took one hurricane to wipe it all out. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've still got, you know, I don't have near the DVD collection that I used to have. And my DVD collection now is mostly wallpaper because, <laughs> because yeah. it's like I, I, I'm a, I like to decorate with weird things like that. So I've got... A lot of my DVDs and Blu-rays are uh, double back taped to my the walls in the Dragon Den down here. Well, you know what the good thing about uh, digital? You can watch it wherever you want. As long as you have access yeah. to the internet, you can watch it. Right. If you're on the road and you're staying in a hotel and you take your laptop or your uh, tablet with you, even your cell phone, mm-hmm. you can watch your movies on Vudu. Yep. You know, it's right there. Not a big deal. Uh, and a lot of the times you get great deals on prices. Uh, they'll sell bundles together or you can get individuals around Halloween time last year. They had marked down all the 80 slashers movies. So Friday yeah. the 13th and Elm street and all that. Well, I had bought every Friday the 13th up to, uh, Jason versus Freddie. Heck yeah. That's why I got to wondering about it. Cause you know, we went through, she was talking about this. Well, well, what happens if you don't have your subscription anymore? I said, well, I guess I don't have my movies because I've, I, we, we went always, through my collection of what I've purchased on Amazon and I've got about 400 movies on Amazon. All that you've purchased for uh digital. Yeah. Okay. See with voodoo, you don't have to purchase a membership. It's, it's a free membership that yeah. it costs to buy the movies. So well, you don't yeah, lose yeah, yeah. buy. I I think that's the way it works with Amazon as well, honestly. But the so. Amazon the Amazon Prime membership gets you into a lot of the free movies. So there'll be movies that are on Amazon Prime right. that are free that you can watch, and right. then you purchase the movies as well. But I think that you can, or I don't. I mean, you have to, of course, sign up for Amazon in order to make a purchase. I imagine, but you can purchase the movie without being on Amazon prime, you know what I mean? Cause you can order from Amazon without, you have to have an account, not a subscription. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I have an Amazon prime account. So anything that I got from prime or things that are free on prime, if I don't have my subscription, then those would go away, but my purchases will stay. That's like my, my digital books with audible. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a, that's a good thing about, I, I really like Amazon prime as well. Not that we're promoting it. Cause we get nothing out of it, but Hang, right. I mean, Prime is a, is a great thing for movies, like you said, for the Audible books and everything. I, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually listened uh, to quite a few of um, Audible books here lately. They wasn't on Prime; they were on Spotify. But I've had some from Prime that's just as well. Yep, I use I use Spotify for for that as well. But um, I have an Audible membership, and I don't think it's very expensive, but you get coins to where you can purchase books. So you get coins every month. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I've got a lot of audible books purchases as well. What I love with prime is the fact that you get the music app. So you could listen to absolutely anything. Like there's not much I can't find on prime music. And then you get the videos. And then of course you get the quote unquote free two day shipping. Two day shipping is always good. And, Heck yeah, but thing, anyway, things always good. But let me tell well, you, what movie else. are you guys talking about? We're talking about movie services or a movie. We're talking about all <laughs> the movies. The all the movies. What was your streaming service in eighties? Uh, uh, that was when we drove the streamlined bus behind the daggum blockbuster. 
went and got a VCR rental from your mom and pop store. It's what it was called. Yeah, you had to rent the whole VCR. Don't make you talk about our old days again, boys and girls, because we can't do it. We we don't like them kids getting on our lawn today either. Back when that was back when a VCR costed much as your Xbox. (laughs) You had an Xbox. I just had a cardboard box with a hole right. cut in it. My parents told me to make believe something was there. That's right. We had to easy bake oven and cook them little cookies in there. <laughs> Creepy crawlers, because we was mad too. The girls wanted boy to join the Boy Scouts, so the boys want to cook some food too. So we got creepy crawlers, and that's where you could make little gummies into worms and centipedes. <laughs> all right so for the record we've lost all our listeners now um they've all turned us off at this point look uh we're watching the we watched we rewatched the movie or i rewatched the movie tank this week okay he has seen it yes. for the first time it was travis's tank. first time watching this so i have successfully made another recommendation of movie for travis to watch yes so happy for that one so um the when, when's the first time you've seen it question will not be tossed at you this week like always Yes, the first time I saw this movie was at 6 p.m. this afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. That's right. He was (laughs) he was today years old when he saw this movie. (laughs) Right. And this movie, just so everybody knows, I'm going to give you a quick rundown here. Is a Sergeant Major Zach arrives at a new army base with his wife, son, and Sherman Tank. One night at a bar, he stops a deputy. It says pimp slash deputy, but basically, he's the deputy of the town. From beating a girl. She was supposed to be the, I would say, the town prostitute. She was a hooker. That, that they pimp out there to people. Yeah, you don't even have to say it. That's what she was. She a was hooker. A hooker. The corrupt Holy sheriff uses Zach's son for revenge, and Zach uses his tank to get revenge back. So, yeah. Um, very fun movie. Very fun movie. This Wasn't movie, it messed up, too? Like, I. How big was Heron back in the 80s? Because when he first opened up that locker, as a matter of fact, this is the part that's playing right behind me now on the screen. And for those of you that may be able to see us, uh, it looks, look at that. It's folded up in 10. That looks like a baggie. That looks like how you package Heron. I didn't think like it heroin. Was, I didn't think it was that, though. I thought it was uh, marijuana. It was, but they had it wrapped up in tenfold. Who the hell has ever wrapped up marijuana in tenfold? Unless it was a stinky cake. <laughs> Beats me. Man. Uh, and the people too bad can't see what you're watching, but most of the people can't see what you're watching back here. They're not watching, they're listening. Yes. Shame that's, on you for putting her saying that because now you got their hopes up of seeing it and they can't see it. <laughs> they might. If you get a chance though, Tank, nineteen eighty-four. Uh that's not the title, but it's from nineteen eighty-four and it's called Tank. It's got James Garner in it. D. Thomas Howell is his son, and Shirley Jones plays the wife. You'll really like the movie if you can find it and run um, you know. Yeah, and we verified that it is. It is definitely on Vudu. It is definitely on Amazon. And when I looked it up, it, we say Tank 1984 because as soon as you type in Tank, there's a new scary movie which I'm planning to watch sometime in the next within the next few weeks called Tank to like past tense Tanked or or that would that be a verb? Anyway, um, that that that's going to pop up as the first result. So Tank 1984 is is how you'll know you got the right movie. But it's also for those of you that purchase. Uh, from YouTube, it's on YouTube as well. Yep. Yep. 
So, uh, like I said, mentioned James Garner, main guy in the movie, main star. James Garner, what's the biggest thing you remember James Garner from? What was he really popular and, for back in the day? Oh, he was a, wasn't he a sheriff or something? He was a PI, I believe it was. Yeah. Rockford Files. Rockford Files. You, when you said the biggest thing I know him for, now I, I can remember seeing him and stuff growing up out at my grandparents' house, but the main thing I remember him from, honest to God, is Maverick. I knew you were going to say Maverick. <laughs> but are you saying Maverick, the original TV series, or the movie because Maverick? Because he was Maverick. The, there you go. See, there, he was actually Maverick. He was Burt Maverick, or Brett Maverick, uh, yeah. from 1957 to 1962. But I would remember him from the movie. Yeah, the movie. Um, he's been around, obviously, as you can tell, for quite a long time since he just quoted the years he was playing the part of Brett Maverick. But we did the movie Maverick. What uh, it was early, like what, what summer of last year, twenty three? Yeah, I believe um, so. Something like that. Great movie. He's uh, Garner's been in so many fun things. There's another movie he is in that I would love that I I, I thought about wanting to do, but it didn't fit the time frame right now with us. And he's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got this subtlety to him for humor. He's not he really does everything he, he's he, in. I've seen him in. He's been funny. Yeah, not, I mean, not not comedic. Not, it seems like it's not meaning for him to be comedically so, but it is right, right. And you so you wouldn't think he's as funny as he is, but yeah. he was in the movie Space Cowboys yeah. with uh, you know Eastwood and uh, Tommy Jones and such. Great. My movie. fellow Americans is a big one. I remember him from. My fellow, that's the movie I was going to tell you that I really would love to do this outside of our time frame right now. It's that's right. hilarious. The movie, the two of them together in that movie had such a great chemistry together. Yeah. So, but you know, Maverick, uh, fire in the sky, um, God, Murphy's romance. That's from the eighties. Yeah. Right? That's from the eighties. So I there's mean, another one that was really big when it came out. I don't know if you remember or not, but the divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. Was he in that? I didn't yeah, know that. That, he was Shep Walker. All right, then. How about that? Heck yeah. Well, like I said, a lot of great stuff, though. I mean, he's he's a very entertaining guy. Uh, his character in this was was very entertaining. Um, he's on his last stint of, reti- of, of close to retirement there in the Army. Transferred to one last base to finish it out. Two more years, and he's done. Just going to buy his boat. When, he get, when I get my boat, I'm done. That's all he wanted to do. His only interest was buying that boat and him and his other son, uh, or him and his son taking their time on that boat. They had him, the, the family had lost a son, mm-hmm. uh, previously. I don't, I forget if it was to something that was military related or not. I forgot the reason why they did, but I, uh, the way it was a trip for me too to notice, um, or this movie made me notice that, uh, situations like that back in back in the 80s, um, whereas, you know, if you have took a movie like this and reformatted it for today's audience, I think that that particular part of it would be explored further and would be brought more into his, his character. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like in the 80s, those, those dramatic things uh, were skimmed over very quickly or just touched on. Yeah. Versus today. Right. Now, the one son he had in here, played by C. Thomas Howell, 
uh, who a lot of a lot of great eighties stuff from C. Thomas Howell. Dude, C. Thomas Howell has been working non-stop, and it blows my mind that since about I would say mm, I would say since about late nineties. So yeah, the the outer limits and. Yeah, since since the late nineties, early two thousands, I've seen quite a few things that he's been in and didn't realize who he was. Because when I see when I saw him immediately, I'm like, oh, it's Pony Boy. Because the <laughs> Outsiders is, I think the Outsiders was the very first Island of the Blue Dolphins, and then Outsiders were the very first two literary works that I fell in love with as a child. And then seeing the movie, you know what I mean. So like, the Outsiders is huge to me. So realizing all the stuff he's been in, uh, you know, he was just in, uh, he just did old dads last year with, um, oh man, he's one of my favorite comedians in the whole wide world. Uh, Bill Burr. Um, yeah, he was in, he was in that with Bill Burr. So that was, he's been steady working. It just blows my mind to, to realize that that's who that is. Cause I feel like I never saw him in anything after outsiders, you know? Do you know do you know he does a lot in these uh as far as today goes what he does a lot of? What's that? Music. He's got an album out. I really he he travels around. Just goes by the name of Tommy Howell, I believe, and they play some some pretty cool music. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, you can you can find him on Instagram. I'm pretty sure you'll find him on Facebook. Probably probably has a YouTube channel where he's got some of his stuff at too, truth be known. Yeah, and uh, for those of you that did watch The Walking Dead, now he wasn't in there much, but if you're a Walking Dead lover like I am, you will totally remember Roy uh, from Hilltop. He was only in like three episodes. It seems like more. I can totally see his face as an adult, you know. But it's like he he looks completely different as an adult than he did back then to me. Yeah. Well, you you also remember him from Red Dawn. That was another mm-hmm. big thing he did. Yep. Back in the 80s, that was, uh, as far as the popular things go. The only thing I remember him in, I know he did work, work in the 90s. Uh, the Side Out is a movie I remember him in the 90s doing. I really like that movie. A side Out? I don't know if I've seen that one. It's just a simple movie about he's, his father's wanting him to go. I guess his parents want him to go to law school. Uh, his uncle has a law firm he's going to put him into once he graduates. He's giving him a summer job there of just delivering things like uh, summons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he runs to some people there locally, and the the big local deal there is volleyball. It's on beach. Okay. So uh, he ends up dropping all his stuff for legal and stuff like that, and goes to be like a professional volleyball player, beach volleyball player. Uh, uh, it's it doesn't sound like a great story, I know, but I mean it's simple. It's just a simple movie. It's just fun to watch. Heck yeah. I've decided I'm going to go back and watch his portrayal of Babyface Nelson or Georgie. I never saw that, and I love gangster movies. Well, when did that come out? 1996. I'll look that one up. I'm, I'm surprised I've never seen that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't recognize it or anything myself. I have to look it up and see that. Um, the mom, the wife, um, basically uh, Shirley Jones. Named she was a child pistol. star, Shirley Temple. It says she was a pistol, wasn't she? Though, yeah, she was. She didn't listen either. <laughs> Just she like, did not I mean, listen. You know, she didn't I listen mean, very well, and it cost them some trouble. But it uh, caused some trouble. She was. She was mad, and why was she mad? She was mad because the husband 
did something that she said was wrong. Although she does running around with them whores. <laughs> she, she didn't really know what actually happened. She just assumed the worst, right? Yeah, what's well, out of the sun? Side of Pony Boy. Right, right. Now, the I, I don't remember her really, other than this movie. Because uh, I know, truth be known, she was probably in stuff I didn't notice. I, I never was looking for her in other stuff or anything. But she did a lot of, I'm sure I can see a lot of TV stuff, like a lot of the people seem to do. Uh, if you're I not big in the movies, her. you know. I wouldn't have recognized it. I'm, I'm, I do love old westerns, that, you know, like Giant and McClinic and stuff like that. Not necessarily right. the the real serious ones, but I, I really like those playful ones too. And I mean, well, I like them all. Angel, anything that John Wayne was in, Angel and the Bad Man, is one of my favorites ever. Uh, and there's it's hardly any action, and it's a love story. <clears throat> but um, she was in Oklahoma. Not that I would recognize her but i've seen oklahoma probably a hundred times because we know i'm a sucker for a good musical too so <laughs> yeah um there is a character i know one of the other i don't want to call her a main character but she was well, she you might call her a main character in the movie the one who played sarah she was the the, the town prostitute that- sarah sarah had to be a main character because um the, oh and you know what really got a hold of me too i was like oh you know, this would be very controversial if this was about this on TV right now. They didn't show anything, but the the sheriff went in and made her pull her pants down and spanked her with a belt. Yeah. And I was like, what kind of domination fetish is going on here, boy? He's got some complex happening. I thought it was about to be a horrible rape scene, which they, it was pretty... There was a lot of that in the 80s. There's a lot of stuff that was like, mm, you wouldn't get by with a lot of things nowadays. I think that would probably get, get attacked if it was to be made in a movie these days. Or, well, unless she came back and killed everybody because, you know, woman power. But <laughs> I spit on your grave, part 22. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's the case or not, because here recently we had a series on uh, Paramount Plus called 18... 18- 83 which had a sequel of 1923 yeah. which is the prequel stuff to yellowstone oh really yeah uh, about the dutton family and in 1923 the series in the first you know season one of it uh pierce brosnan is in there and he's got a oh, thing like where pierce. there's a, a couple of prostitutes in the town that this one guy he is trying to help take over the dutton ranch uh he Practically, is there whipping them with belts? Was what what's going on? Oh wow! Same thing, right across the tail end and everything. So it's like they just got their spanking or something for what they did wrong, and he said it was just normal business for him, right? Well, I mean, so you that know, has lately that has kind of happened on television. Didn't was it the good, the bad, and the ugly, or was it Josie Wells where the prostitute nursed him back after he got beat with the whip? Remember, he got tore up. With them boys that came, there's three dudes that come into town and they they whipped oh, him up real good. It was a Clint Eastwood movie. That one, I don't remember that in Josie Wales off the top of my head. Maybe it was good, bad, and the ugly. Possibly, I don't Hang know. On just, I I want to. It I, it may have been the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, may have been. So the uh, or maybe it was the maybe it was the girl that got beat. It was the girl that got whipped up and he helped her come back because they shot him. And that was the one where he was in the cave and he kept shooting that piece of metal and hammering it back out until it became, he made like the first bulletproof vest, I guess he wore it underneath that big old poncho. Yeah. 
That's the one I'm thinking of, I think. Okay. Well, that, that's the one they kind of spoofed in uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. If you remember that. Uh, but the one that played Sarah was Jenny Lee Harrison. And the only the, the main place I know her from is she's Chrissy Snow's cousin on Three's Company. Okay. She's the, the, the one that was there that would stay when Chrissy had left. And she she's like the, the in-between from Chrissy to Terry, if you're a Three's Company fan. Um, and she's Chrissy's cousin, and she's very clumsy. And she's always causing Jack to get hurt in some way. Like, she'll open the door, and he'll walk right into it when he opens the, she opened the door. Okay, I know who you, okay, yeah, 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 I remember now. I remember. Yeah. So. Um, it was when What's-Her-Name was off the show. It was after she left, wasn't it? And that's right, what they she, replaced her with. Exactly. Well, she left. They replaced her with her for the time being until they get a, another steady person on the show. Yeah. I don't think that Jenna Lee Harrison was ever going to be a steady one on the show at that point. She was um, on there for a good, good bit, though. <laughs> she was. Probably for a full season, truth be known. I mean, so. Uh, but she'd also gone, I think, left and come back and visited again just mm-hmm. to come back on the show for a minute. Oh, you know um, what? She was Jamie Ewing, too, on Dallas. Okay. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I didn't think about that. I didn't, I didn't look her up and see what her credits were or anything, but I, that was the, the one main place I remembered her from. Well, that's like for me, with me being a, with me being a legitimate eighties baby, uh, a lot of times too, I remember these things, but I won't necessarily remember the person. Uh, you know what I mean? Unless I, un, until I place their face or something, Yeah. you know, but, but once I, once I see where they were, Oh, okay. I know who that is. You know what I mean? You know what I'm going to do? I, you told me where you know her from. I told you where I know her from. Mm-hmm. I'm going to poll one other 80s person and ask him where he knows her from when I get a chance to. Oh, that might and, be a good uh, idea. Yeah, and that would be Mr. Tim. All right. Now, Tim, as uh, you guys know, friend of the show, 80s flick flashback. We play him every week. Very knowledgeable man when it comes to the movies of the 80s. Has a great show. You guys ought to check him out when you get a chance. And here right now, I'm going to go ahead and play his little commercial for us and give us a moment, and we'll be right back. So hang on here. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go. All right. And that's Tim at 80 Slicks Flashback. Yeah. <laughs> we can't help it. We, we can't help it, Tim. You're going to change this commercial up, man. If you don't change this commercial up, we're going to keep doing this. Travis, especially. I mean, he's hooked yeah. on doing that stuff. I love it. I love the do bow bow. That's what, you know what, one of the things that I loved about looking, so I was telling my son about this when we were coming back, I was telling him, oh, well, daddy's going to go back, you don't go inside, and uh, since we weren't, since I wasn't grilling out, 
was like, we will go inside and play some games on the phone and watch this movie with dad. He's like, well, what movie is it? So I start telling him about it. I was like, well, here, watch this. And this movie has one of those wonderful old school narrator voices that I used to love. It's like, coming this summer to a theater near you. It's like one of those type things, you know what I mean? It wasn't that one. It was the higher pitched one, but it's that was so nostalgic and good for me. <laughs> so it seems like we were just talking about this guy last week or a week before. I forget which. But James Cromwell. Uh, we talked about him. La- I th- it may have been. Yeah, I think we did talk about him because it was uh, it was a seven degrees of separation back into this movie, I believe. Is that what it was? I can't it remember been, what it was. Or it may have been but, discussing this movie. But it could be me and you discussing it before. I don't know. But it, I, truthfully, I think he's probably the biggest star in the movie. Truthfully. I, I mean, well, you know, I'm overall not- career wise. I mean, I don't know, because James Garner's been around for a long time, and C. Thomas Howe has a lot of work under his belt. True. So, I mean... I think he, I think Cromwell would be the most recognizable by people, by the average person in this day and age. How about that? Well, that that's quite possible. That is. Uh, we, we were talking about him because it came down... I couldn't remember the one movie. I remember him as a... Gen, uh, like in the Army, and you said, was it the General's Daughter? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm like, I don't think that's it. But as it turns out, that was it, funny enough. Yeah, uh, and he was that, the president was either, of some of all fears. Yeah, either that or the Green Mile. We were talking about the Green Mile also. Yep. But I, I don't know why it felt like it was something else we were talking about, though, other than this. that, that brought I think it was. Up. I think it may have been, one, like I said, I think it was one of those six degrees of separation type thing. Oh, I found out during that conversation, too. I don't think I, that we brought it up, though, but just for here, in case it didn't get to air, he's in one of my absolute favorite cartoons, and uh, that is Big Hero Six. He's Robert Callahan's voice. <laughs> you haven't Hero seen Six. Oh, if you hadn't seen Big Hero Six, now that's not an eighties movie at all. But you got to go watch Big Hero Six, man. That movie's spectacular. It'll it'll nearly make you cry. Yeah, I I can't tell you I've seen it. It is magnificent for a children's movie. It's magnificent. Oh, it's. It's as emotionally on par with uh, with the Iron Giant. And there's another one I've never seen. Oh, my God, Christopher. I'm sorry. <laughs> never have. Well, our audience will know for sure. You busted the, me on that one. The Iron Giant is a classic, and it is, it's like this. It's um, self-sacrifice and just bond bonding between two people. So in big hero six, I won't go to the iron giant. We might could do that. I don't, did the iron giant come out in the eighties or the nineties? I don't remember. I think but it's it, a nineties movie. It's, it's, it's an older one, but uh big hero six it was, he's a, he's a medic bot. Basically he's inflatable, but he, he was a thing that the little, so the little boy and his older brother are geniuses, like scientific geniuses. Well, his brother died in an explosion and Big Hero 6, the bot, uh, Baymax, Baymax was his project. And when the little brother found Baymax, it was like a piece of his older brother was in Baymax. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's just, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Well, what about the sheriff? Um, The sheriff himself, which is G.D. Spradlin. The a-hole. G.D. Spradley. He's well known for The Godfather Part 2 and Apocalypse Now. He was in Ed Wood. 
Nick of Time. I mean, he's been in quite a few things. Uh, I'm I'm talking a long while back and stuff. Uh, His very first debut, I believe, was in 1966. Is a TV series called Iron Horse, it looks like. And he's gone from there. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you the second thing it shows up in here because as soon as I tell you what it is, it will no longer be a surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, for my you. word. Well, wait a minute, though. Gomer he wasn't, was, he was Gomer a was in a lot of stuff, though, because Gomer had Gomer was in, I think, three or four shows, though, wasn't he? Well, did you was had Gomer Pile, USMC. Private Gomer Pile? Gomer Pile, USMC. Sergeant Carter? Gomer Pile, USMC. He had a little part in playing Colonel Driscoll. <laughs> and that was just for well, one Sergeant Carter. Well, you, know. you know, I just you know, it's crazy to me too when I found out, and this was early on too. But to hear that man sing versus, yes, you know, surprise, 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 and he gets yeah. on here like, you know, so I'll cling to that old rugged cross. <laughs> I mean, to hear him, everything's different about him. The way he talks, uh, his the way little, he looks, the high pitched voice, the the goofiness in which he walks and looks and everything. But then you hear him sing. And he's got just this real solid voice. Yeah, it's that it's like um, the only other person. The only other person I can compare, and that's not in a singing voice, but in how different they are between talking and singing, would mm-hmm. be Mel Tillis because Mel Tillis stutters <laughs> when he talks. Yeah, but when he sings, he doesn't stutter. Obviously. Yeah, so I mean. But uh, this other guy, Spradlin, he's been in things like Columbo, the TV series, the Godfather movies. Uh, of course, there's Tank, North Dallas 40, the James Manfield story. That sounds familiar, don't it? Yeah. We talked about yeah. that before. Yeah, Arnold. Um, the Great American Hero TV series, one episode. He was in a little bit of you know, things here and there. Where are we at? Release date, March 16th, 1984. Uh, the it doesn't tell you what they uh had set aside to make the movie, but the gross worldwide m- uh, money in the movie was eleven million three hundred two thousand eight hundred eighty four dollars. One hour and fifty three minute long, so a little bit more than your average length of movie during that time frame. So usually it's about an hour and a half, hour and twenty six minutes solid. True that. A lot of it was filmed at Fort Benning in Columbus, Georgia. Yep. So, how far is that from you? Fort Benning, I could be in Fort Benning in about three hours. I know how close it was. I know you're fairly close to that general area, but still. Yeah, Fort Benning's uh, on the low side. Actor James Garner and James Cromwell would later co-star in Clint Eastwood Space Cowboys together. Yes. Yes. We talked about that. I think sixteen. I, you know, I'm sorry. All these things are starting to come to me. Like we've we either talked about this off air with each other in depth, yeah, or or we had something with James Cromwell that we just can't think of what it was. Prancer. No, he, he wasn't in Prancer. He wasn't a great. He's the grandpa in the remake of Prancer. Well, he may be, but he wasn't in the the one we did on the the podcast though. The name of the biker gang in the movie was the Dragon Riders. What kind of name is that? The Dragon Riders. That sounds like they should have a cool name like Wild Hogs. That sounds like that sounds like the Big Lots version of the Power Rangers. (laughs) 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 The Dragon Riders action figures. 
Oh, when Sheriff, what's his name? Bulton? Was that his yeah. name? Something. When Sheriff, Sheriff Bulton demands $10,000, Sergeant Major Carey replies, Sheriff, I don't know what you think the Army pays. Effective January 1, 1984, a Sergeant Major with over 26 years of cumulative service was paid a base rate of $2,303.70 per month. Yeah, that was during the part where he was trying to get his boy back or whatever, and he was like, well, how much is it? How much is it? Because he knew what was going on. He's just, how much is it? 1984, that's a good chunk of change per month. Yeah, that wasn't bad, no doubt. Yeah, and to to touch on the movie a little bit more, too, there were were other spots in the movie, too, that, you know, there were a lot of things going on. Um, He had one guy in there that was – uh, they, they dealt with some child abuse. Uh, and I think that played back, hearkening back to what I was talking about earlier, um, how they how they touch on it, but don't really address it or, or go deep into it. So it's like if you didn't if you didn't pay attention, it'd be surface level. So, you know, he, he walks in into the hospital and the baby's sitting there crying and the baby, they got blood on the baby. And mommy, the mama's standing there. Don't worry, baby. Daddy's not mad at you anymore. And it's like, what, what just, what did she just say? So he he calls that dude into in there and he ends up jacking him up against the wall. You know, like you're going to go get some counseling, bro. And, you know, as part of his anger, of course, anybody's going to defend a child, any man, man. Um, But, you know, it kind of, I guess I say that surface level because, you know, you would think that military guy, master sergeant, especially, or, you know, he's, going to do that just because it's the right thing to do. But at the same time, when you think about, you know, the fact that his child has, has, he has a child that died, you know, it goes back into, into those emotions and things that taking care of, uh, to taking care of the babies. And then um, his other son that was alive was dealing with things to where he felt like, you know, his brother that died was just like dad and maybe dad favored him more or, or, you know, there's a lot of things that they touched on. And if you pay attention, I, f- I feel like the movie was deeper than what it was on the surface. You know what I mean? Well, and he's also taken up for the girl that they were calling the town prostitute because the, the deputy right. came over who was drunk himself and was trying to cause trouble, I guess, with James Garner's character because he was being loud and distracting to him or something. And mm-hmm. he's telling the girl, ain't, ain't you got some, some, some tricks to turn or something? Right, you know this guy obviously ain't going for it or something. So, and then he uh, goes on to to like show his, I guess his dominance over the girl in front of the sergeant major there. And um, so the guy's like James Garner's like, you know, I get it. You made your point, okay? You yeah. know, your town, your hooker, whatever. Okay, that's great. Okay, so he turns back around, and the deputy slaps her again. Yeah. Well, this kind of made him mad. So he turns around to him and he says, how would you like, no, he goes, tell me, how does this feel? And he just backhands him across the face, right? (laughs) He slaps him himself. So he's taken up for the girl. He's taken up for the child, obviously, which is great. He Mm -hmm. is a good person. I mean, this whole thing starts off with, he just wanted to go to the USO there on base and see who he knew. And he gets there and it's not like it used to be at the USO clubs on base. Now it's a bunch of disco music and stuff. And yeah. He doesn't want to be around, so he wants a, just a good old like honky tonk kind of feel or something for him. Mm-hmm. So they send him and he town. owns his own Sherman tank. Owns his own Sherman <laughs> tank. They, they, him and his kids had had fixed back up. Be a fully operational thing. He said, "I thought everybody had one of these." Yeah, yeah. They ever don't have one of these. 
Uh, but they, they use it in parades and stuff and things of that nature. Well, he found a, bit, a little bit better use in the parades. Um, he also, at one point, comes back to the aid of someone who helped him in something as simple as gasoline for his tank, basically, Yeah. Um, that they were going to do some damage to. And he gets wind of it and comes back and helps out with that before he takes back off again. Um, I, I don't want to give too much away because I want you guys to watch it. It's 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 really a great movie. It's fun. And like Travis said earlier, no, he described it to somebody else that we know. Um, it's, I don't know, how'd you describe it to him earlier when you said when he asked so, what was the movie about? I described it on, if any of you guys want to check out, I'm going to take this time to do a shameless plug for another uh, for another show. Yeah, go uh, ahead and do that while, while you're explaining. Go ahead and do that first and then, <laughs> and then explain how you uh, how you told Ray about the movie. Right, so we got a real great guy we do, we've known for years, real great friend. Um, he's Mr. K's podcast network. If you get to looking for it on Spotify, he does some wrestling podcasts with Chris. Uh, he does, he's done some, he does a lot of stuff. The, uh, the wrestling podcast is front row wrestling, front row wrestling. And, uh, is that the same one that he did with Robbie? No. Okay. So he had another one. That was the, uh, Robin Ray. Robin Ray. So yeah, they've got some older stuff. So, but he's got his finger. He's got quite a few things going on. So we have one him and I, uh, called the street gentry chop shop. And that's where we're just two regular guys. So where that, that name came from is the gentry in, in England, the gentry are the, the class of people just below the nobleman. So your gentry are your middle class in, in old Europe. Uh, they're the ones that pretty much make everything happen. That's your working class. Um, so that's where we came up with the street gentry. We're the street gentry. So we still have some gentlemanly qualities about us. We're a little older. We're we're the old heads now trying to pass on some wisdom, things of that nature. But then it's the chop shop too, like like you're at the barber shop. We just talk about whatever. Um <clears throat> tonight we did a we did one on just kind of general men's health, taking care of yourself and feeling good. Uh, but we we go all over the place with it. But anyway, <clears throat> at the end we got this talking about our podcast here, Retro Life for You, and this movie. And the way that I described it to Ray was that it's a great watch, um, but if you recommend it to someone, you need to let them know, go ahead and let them know that it is, this is for real retro. This isn't one you're going to go back and, you know, like Star Wars or something. This this one is a, this is a real 80s all the way. The The cinematography is nothing spectacular. You, you know, you're going to w- feel like you're watching an episode of Fall Guy or, or, you know, it's like the old shows and things. So if you still do like that, that style, um, yeah, it's a great watch. And we'll go, I'll go ahead and take this moment too to roll into, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, sweep the rug out from under front, Chris, and Uh-oh. go ahead and tell you my favorite part of the movie. And while I tell you my favorite part of the movie, I'm going to lead into that with a guy that we totally skipped over when we were going over the cast, and that'd be Dorian Harewood, uh, which is, he was Sergeant Tippett. And Sergeant Tippett is involved in my absolute favorite scene of this movie, uh, just because he just kind of, he kind of broke it off in the sheriff there at one part. (laughs) But but Tippett, just real, really, really quickly, um, he's he did quite a few things too uh he was in the swiss family robinson when it was on tv he was in kojak for an episode or two uh he did a lot of tv stuff pretty pretty early but he played what my big thing was he played jesse owens in the jesse owens story that came out when i was a kid 
But um, the biggest one that I'll remember him from, though, is he was eight ball in metal jacket, full metal jacket. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, the um, the sheriff comes in and he's looking for uh, our man. What's the main character's name? Tank. <laughs> no, no, not Tank. He's a tank he's is what he drove. <laughs> he's looking for uh, he's the looking sergeant for major. Sergeant major. Yeah, he's looking for the sergeant major. And, um, you know, Tippett's pretty much telling him that, like, we're, you know, I'm sorry this happened, but, you know, we're just kind of, we're kind of outside your stuff. You know, once the military gets done with discipline, uh, if he leaves, you know, you, you're going to have to wait. Basically, you're going to wait, have to wait two years until he becomes a civilian and then charge him. Pretty much is what he proceeds to tell him. And the sheriff cuts him off and starts telling him, you know, all this mess about, ah, I don't want to hear that junk and you know, all this and that, you know, you spare me your red tape. And what blew me away <clears throat> was during him doing this, he called Tippett Sambo. And I don't know if y'all know how bad of a derogatory term Sambo is, but that's a pretty rough one. He might as well yeah. say the N, it is on, might as well have been the N word. And, um, when he did that, oh man, Tippett just, oh, it was so beautiful. He turns around, he goes, you know what? He said, we don't want no trouble with you and your town. The, the United States military don't want any trouble with you. Of course, I, I'll have him down here in 15 minutes. And he sat down in his chair. So the sheriff's sitting there looking at him. <clears throat> he says, well, I don't see you making any phone calls or telling anybody. Does he? Oh, no, no, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I, man, I have him down here in 12 minutes in cuffs, ready to go. And he's like, okay, well, if you're going to call somebody, he said, yeah, because we don't want no problems with your town. As a matter of fact, you won't have to worry about the military in your town anymore. We won't come to your restaurants. We won't go to your whorehouses. We won't buy your gas, your grocery <laughs> stores. So like, then the sheriff was like, ah, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> kind of backed off of him. Yeah, I see how it's going to be. So he went to turn around and walk away, and then Tippett got him again. He goes, oh, well, hey, sheriff, be careful when you're leaving my base. Watch your speed because, you know, this is United States federal uh, property. If I catch you speeding, you might just have to spend a night in my jail. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, I, I, I absolutely adored that part of the movie it was good it was uh and, you know if we're, if we're if we're picking favorite parts of the movie my favorite part is when he first arrives with the tank in the town and he knocks on the door to wake uh the the deputy up mm. and he comes to the door one of who in the world is and knocking on my door this time of morning better oh, have a good man. reason they're gonna be spending the day in my jail and he opens the door and he's like oh sweet <laughs> jesus <laughs> He and he goes, him. he's like, oh. I do believe I got you covered. Yeah, he's <laughs> you know? sitting there in the tank with the with the turret pointed directly at him. Yes. Uh, so he ends up getting some nice little revenge on him. He uh, he gets the girl Sarah, who's the 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 hooker to help with and everything. He ends up taking her with him because she can't stay there now. But he practically runs his tank through the jail tears the jail to pieces, comes back over one side of it, runs over the deputy's car and smashes it. He blew up one of the new squad cars with the radio in it, um, took out the phone lines for the whole town. What was funny about that, too, was was Cromwell standing up against the thing, and he's saying, he's, you know, 
telling him this stuff, freaking out. And he's like, uh, he said, like, well, I need you to go rip that radio out of that car. I can't do that. The sheriff killed me. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he just blows it up <laughs> instead. And then yeah, he tells yeah. him, then, then he calls the deputy over and he goes, all right, come on. He's, he's, he looks at the girl and says, says Sarah, he, he says, grab the gun belt and come over here. Mm-hmm. You come on too. Come on. He gets over. He goes, all right, now strip. He yeah. says, what? And he says, you heard me strip. Take it all off. So he's got yeah. the, I guess, like a big embarrassment to him. He is butt naked, handcuffed to a telephone pole. Right. The only thing that would have been better is if he told him on the way out to watch for splinters. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But careful of those been, splinters over there. I, I want to add one thing, too. So that scene where Sarah jumped up and came out, that is one of the things that I miss. Yeah, this might sound real terrible, maybe even chauvinistic, but that's one of the things that I miss from the 80s. Not necessarily all of the nudity that we had, but that she was just in just a t-shirt and what was it, shorts, like gym shorts or something? Yeah. Or she, and just feminine, uh, we could use the word sexy, just very, very sexy in a very feminine way. Just because, you know what I mean? Like the, the burn the bra movement, I guess, maybe. I don't know. But well, it must have been because she wasn't wearing one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was obvious. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of the guys that enjoy that. You know, you leave something to the imagination, but then at the same time, give me a little something to do. It's like, mm, okay. All righty then. Yeah. So, well, uh, is there anything in particular about this movie that stood out to you that you didn't like? Um, you know, it's, it's not so much that I didn't like it as, as it is that I feel like movies like this are going to get forgotten and looked over because the style and you know what I mean? The age, it, this isn't one that, you know, like, like we say, some movies from the Rambo and Commando and, you know, all, all of our blockbuster movies, they're going to age, you know, you can go back and watch those. But yeah, that was righteous. But I feel like movies like this that were, period pieces or not not necessarily a period piece but it's it just um not a big not a big budget blockbuster you know and, and i feel like these will get overlooked just because of the age it doesn't age well i guess is the way to say it yeah so this movie falls under the same type of movie we have focused on for the past couple of months basically and that is the lesser known but still something that most people remember from the eighties, but haven't really seen since it came out in the eighties. Mm-hmm. For example, the past few, past few weeks, we've had the arena, we've had enemy territory. Uh, mm-hmm. Good morning. Vietnam is not like a forgotten movie, but I mean, how many times have you heard people mention good morning Vietnam in the last 10 years? To you? Yeah. Lately, you know, not much. I mean, no one talks about it, but it was a big movie during its time and it's great. I mean, Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the uh, the movie I got you to watch it. Uh, you wasn't sure about that was an '80s kind of a classic and favorite with John Candy and everything, right? Uh, movies like that are the ones that seem to people seem to really appreciate the most when they watch them. I think. And yeah. if, you, if if you know all you guys listening, if you watch this movie once again, Tank from 1984. If you watch this movie, you're going to appreciate the movie for what it is. It's kind of like a, it's got a good feeling at the end of it. You know, it it ends on a good note. Nothing really terrible Mm -hmm. happens in it. It's not like one of those movies where you got a killing spree, or if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to hear just a ton of vulgar language or anything, doesn't really have a lot of that. Yeah, it's it's nearly a family movie, you know. 
It's nearly yeah, a family movie. Nearly a family movie. It's got a couple of situations where, like, the wife thinks the husband might have cheated on her because she accused him of being out of the town with a hooker and everything, which he really wasn't. She didn't right. know the situation yet and stuff. Um, but there's some little touchy subjects, and then, of course, there's the good things, like, you know, taking up for the child, although child abuse itself is not a good subject. I mean, but yeah. the fact that, you know, he's looking out for the family and everything, like Travis said, was good. He looked out for the girl in the bar, like I mentioned earlier. That was good. Uh, it's just a good little feel, and it's it's nice, subtle, funny humor, mm-hmm. but just a good story behind it. you got a little corrupt small town sheriff and deputy that use his kid against him. He takes his tank that he's got in storage and uses that against them. Right. Um, but you know he's going to end up in jail or something probably, or he's going to get dishonorably discharged from the army, which he said he didn't care at that point. You don't know if it happens though, because the way the movie ends, you never really find out yeah. what the actual outcome was, but you see that they, they did make their goal though. Mm-hmm. They were going for, so. I guess really, really what it is too is, is like, so, so if you take something like Smokey and the bandit, right? Yeah. So Smokey right. and the bandit is timeless. I, I'll watch that movie when I'm a hundred and still laugh. And I feel like I could take a teenager or a young adult today and certain ones at least and sit down. And I feel like if you were to gather up a hundred people for that are 20 years old would sit down and watch Smokey the Bandit. I think the majority of them would think that it's hilarious and it would be, you know, it would be on their mind for forever. So the filmography or the the cinematography in this movie is akin to Smoking the Bandit. It looks like that. You see what I'm saying? Like that 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 it's got that look to it. And a lot of times a movie that's that may not be of the caliber with the comedy or something like that. Uh, like my son, my my 11 year old sat down and watched half of this movie, and the only parts he enjoyed of it was the tank. You know, um, so I, that's what I say. Like I feel like sometimes it, it could get it could get lost. You know what I'm saying? Like overlooked because of that film style. It doesn't have the power behind it that, that smoking the bandit would have, but it looks like the, you know I mean like this, the, the, the look and feel of the movie is, is the same. That, yeah. That's what I started to say. The feel of it, because the way it's filmed, the type of story you're getting out of it, the lighthearted humor, the, the little bit of action you get with it. You know, it's just, it's just some really good stuff. Yeah. Definitely I enjoyed it. Stuff. Um, this movie was originally rated R, by the way. Oh, wow. It, by the Motion Picture Association of America. What? How? Yeah. How, well, it says, however, a successful appeal was made and the film was reissued with a PG rating instead. The 1983 release predated the PG-13 rating, which this picture would have likely received had it existed when Tank was first released. Is it just because of the Tank? Uh, it doesn't say why it would have been R, unless it's got something to do with language. Um, the fact that there James was hanging out. Oh, uh, you know what? That may maybe, have maybe that the whole thing right there. toss in the little spanking scene, which you don't see nothing yeah. out of, but right. it's, it's insinuated that you know what's going on. Right. And them actually calling the bar a whorehouse and that being a, and the drugs. So yeah, I can see that. I don't it. know if I would call it an R for stuff. No, absolutely. I would, I would have gave it a PG 13. I would have done that, but not an R. Yeah. Yeah. Not an R. So glad they won the case. Yeah. So uh, this also, I noticed here, and I see this, and I got to bring it up because I always try to fit this in however many podcast episodes I can. 
Mm-hmm. Part of a three-picture contract between Lorimar Productions and Universal Pictures. The second film was The Last Starfighter, 1984. Nice. The third was intended to be a feature film based on Dallas, 1978, but that film was never made. However, The Last Starfighter, being a favorite of mine, has to work its way in as often as I possibly can get it in here. Absolutely. Can't hate on you for that. That's right. And you did mention this earlier. Dorian Harewood is an Army soldier in the film. He would later play a Marine as 8-Ball in Full Metal Jacket, 1987. Oh, yeah. Good old 8-Ball. Hey, one of two 1984 movies about a tank. Do you know what the other one is? What's that? Best Defense. Dudley Moore and um, has Eddie Murphy in it. What? I don't think I've seen that. Now i got to go look that up. Yeah. It's not one of uh, Eddie Murphy's starring role movies it's just that yeah. he's got a, a part in it it's yeah. more of a more of a dudley moore film that was back when he was doing mr robinson's neighborhood on snl oh my god well we're at the end here of the episode this week everybody it's been fun and uh honestly i've i'm surprised an hour has gone by right now because this movie has been so fun to talk about it's just kind of flown by right uh, but uh, if you are new to the podcast, hearing us for the first time, please give us a follow. And if you are listening on Spotify or anywhere where they had that ability for you to um, get notifications, turn your notifications on so you know when we have new episodes that come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back to weekly episodes dropping again, starting the new year and everything. So you have a new episode for us every week. And... Uh, you can pick us up on iTunes and Spotify and pretty much all the major places where you get your podcast at. So if you're a person who wants to listen from the web browser, say you're at work or something and want to uh, pull it up there and listen to it while you're at work, if you can, we are at www.retrolife, the number four, the letter U.com. And uh, if you want to send us a message, that's retrolife, the number four, Y-O-U at gmail.com. So, uh, Heck yeah. Oh, Travis, we can't forget the social medias, can we? No, don't forget those. We, we can't forget those. We're at Facebook. We're at Instagram. We got a little bit of stuff on uh, the TikTok, but we don't really do a lot with it, The TikTok and some YouTube, and we'll try to get Maybe better with in the YouTube. Uh, well, we'll try to get better with those, but, uh, you know, for now, Insta? We don't do the Insta much either, do we? Well, no, well, well, Instagram and Facebook's the two major places I'm at. Oh, Insta, okay, so, yeah. yeah. I, the, I the don't do Insta I, much. Well, you don't, know, but yeah, I'm the one who posts to the account and everything, so I did stay yeah. quite often. I, I, I okay. try to post daily if I can Okay. Uh, for something new. So, you know, that being yeah. said, uh, share us with your friends, share us with your family. Give us a, if you got time, the one thing you can do that would just absolutely make my day is go to, if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, just take a second and give us a review on there. You can put just a couple lines on there. It doesn't do anything big. Uh, yeah. Give us a review. It even if it's a critique. You know what I mean? Even, if, it, even right. if it's a critique. Even if you hate it, let us know. Yeah, it can be a critique. It can be, you know, you guys suck. Or you like it. Yeah, yeah, you guys suck. Or, or give us a yeah. movie. Like if we, you've got a movie you want us to do. Yeah, yeah. But either way you go, you give us a review on there. It does help us in the ranking and getting noticed. And on Spotify, if you listen there, uh, after you've listened to so much of the show, I think it's 15, 20 seconds, it enables you to be able to give a star rating for the show. So give us a five-star rating on there. We'd really appreciate it. It does help in the algorithms. It puts us up there. 
gets us noticed. Uh, they see who's listening and how many people are tuning into it. So it does help a ton. So Travis, is there anything you want to leave us with today? A cookie and a piece. Did you know that a cookie and a piece of cake joined the army one time and they abandoned their fellow soldiers? Now they're wanted for desertion. <laughs>